out to Springfield Classic Rock. It's five, just about 535. It's going to be a beautiful day today. Sunny with a high of 48. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 29. And tomorrow, even better. Cloudy in the morning, but then becoming sunny with a high of 57. It's already 41 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, remember uh, a number of years ago when, like, the hottest uh, thing in the world was, like, MTV? And the reason why is because they played music on it? Well, Ricky Rackman from Headbangers Ball, a very popular host, is uh, now doing a spoken word tour, and he's coming through New England. He'll be at the vault in New Bedford on April 1st, and we're going to talk to Ricky Rackman later on today on this show on Rock 102. So there's that, and there's other stuff, too. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Is I-91 Ice... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 in Queen. We're back to Nagel and Rock 102. It is going to be sunny with a high of 47 today. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 56. It's 40 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Forbes magazine has released its list of highest paid entertainers of 2022, and the top spot goes to... Bax and Nagel. Nope. Ooh. Dave Coombs. Nope. Chris Kellogg. Nope. Chris Cito. Nope. Monte Belmonte. Nope. Well, I'm out. Genesis. Really? $230 million. Sting is number two with $210 million. And Tyler Perry is $175 million. Also coming in at number four is Tyler Perry. And number five, Tyler Perry. No, it's uh, he's number three. And then uh, South Park creators Matt, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone at $160 million. Most of that comes from a deal they signed with Paramount in 2021, guaranteeing them $935 million over six years. <laughs> that was a good deal. Yeah. Uh, but Genesis. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I suppose that makes sense that they would be high on the list, but I would never pick them as number one. Well, it's noting a, for Sting, like for $210 million, he sold his song catalog last year. So that probably brought in that probably brought up his net worth or his worth a lot more. Yeah, but did Genesis do that? that that's I what I'm that's I, what I'm trying to figure out. I don't think so. Uh, number five, Simpsons creators James L. Brooks and Matt Groening, uh, 105 million dollars. They're pocketing big money from Disney's acquisition of Fox and the migration of the show from FX to Disney Plus. Uh, and Brad Pitt, 100 million dollars. He sold his stake in the company Plan B, the burger joint. Well, I don't know. I haven't been there in a while. I don't know how it's uh, how it's faring. He also earned money from movies Bullet Train, Babylon, and The Lost City. I never saw any of those. And Taylor Swift, number nine. But I bet you come next year when she has the tour, I bet you that net worth will shoot right up. I don't know. I mean, I, you, she's protective of her of her assets. Like, I don't see her selling off her publishing rights to no, or a catalog and he's like but like you're talking like hundreds of millions of dollars whenever an artist of any significance does that yeah say 10 years from now she's yeah. gonna be doing all right yeah she's doing all right now even ninth place 
It's not really a contest. No, it's level. not. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's like if I gave you five extra dollars, and that's all I gave you. Yeah. Wouldn't be any different from like nine to seven for her. No. But you gave her five extra bucks. It's all proportional. She doesn't need five bucks. You got five bucks I can borrow? She can give me five bucks. Yeah, huh? Uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are going on tour, surprisingly, for the first time together. It's called the Restless Leg Tour, and they'll be sharing jokes and stories from their 30 years of friendship. They said in a joint statement, quote, If this tour goes right, we can finally end this friendship. It kicks off on April 28th in Washington, D.C., and they'll also stop in Chicago, Boston, and Atlantic City. I didn't know that they had a comedy show together. <sighs> I don't know about the stand-up show. It sounds like it's one of those spoken word, uh, you know, storyteller type of things. Yeah. Might not be bad, actually. Uh, John Favreau received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame yesterday. Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Chef Roy Choi. He's the founder of Kogi Barbecue Taco Trucks. Uh, they were there to give their support. Robert even christened the star with his chewed gum. When was the last time we did a John Favreau story? I don't know. Okay. Well, so, well, indirectly we do because we talk about Robert Downey Jr. and John Favreau made all, the, all those Iron Man movies. All right, I guess so. Because I was my next question was going to be, what has he done to receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Uh, he's 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 a director. He's very successful. You all just right. see him as uh, that annoying uh, actor from uh, you know that thing he did. Those things he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and while posing for photos with John, he bent down and said, quote, hold on, just to make it official, you know, with the chewed gum yeah. thing. Wow, that was fun. That's a fun day with Robert Downey Jr. Not like the old fun days with Robert Downey Jr. Everyone's, uh, a, every adult's least favorite purple dinosaur is on the come up again. Mattel is relaunching Barney as an animated series in 2024. There's also a possibility of movies and YouTube content, so it's not going away anytime soon. And there will be apparel and accessories for adult fans. Do you know any adults that would be interested in that? Well, when you think about it, There's a whole some of those kids that watched the first round of Barney, yeah. they are adults now. There are a whole generation of kids out there that probably would wear that stuff. And you know, I'm going to guess like 95% of those adults yeah. that watched the first round of Barney would not admit publicly that they loved Barney as a kid. I wouldn't admit that I loved Barney. I wouldn't want anyone to know. No. Oh, kids loved Barney. They did. No one wants to know that. The uh, serial killer that Penn Bagley plays on the Netflix show You is kind of a heartthrob, but he isn't real, and that matters to him because he believes that people who become attracted to real-life killers are weird, and they, quote, need to look at that inside. Yeah. If I ever saw that guy in a bookstore, I'd yeah. keep walking. He says, quote, to be fair with our show, you're meant to fall in love with the character. That's on us. But Ted Bundy, that's on you. Jeffrey Dahmer, that's on you, Netflix. Or he goes, no, that's on Netflix. He's blaming Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> that, that is squarely on the shoulders of Netflix. It's not clear if he's uh, joking, but he's alluding to how Evan Peters made Dahmer sexy on that show, that monster, the Dahmer story. I don't think he made him sexy. Well, uh, there are people who found him fascinating and fascinating and sexy are two totally well, different things. I don't, I'm just, I'm I mean, just, that is that is not the kind of guy you say. Well, I'm finding him attractive. Wouldn't mind going to his apartment for look at some uh, some videos on the tube. <laughs> 
A uh, bar in Australia wouldn't let Post Malone in because of their strict policy against face tattoos. He says, quote, they may be tur- they turned me away from my face tattoos. I've never really experienced anything like that. Ever? I guess, yeah. Who would not tell you that you can't come <laughs> in someplace? You think of all the places you've been with all those face tattoos all over you, not one other place has said to you, hey, you know what? We don't want you in here. Yeah, I would have to yeah. believe there's at least three or four places that have said that. Right. Even an Applebee's would kick him out. They have class, you know. <laughs> would you like a window seat where you are facing away from the window? <laughs> and uh, Kim Kardashian is celebrating Valentine's by shoving lots of chocolate in her mouth. Really? Mm-hmm. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had this much chocolate munch was when Ray J ate the butterscotch stinky stallion in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. I like the fact the stinky stallion is uh, butterscotch flavored. Well, it has to have a little sweetness to it, don't you think? I would think so. Caitlin? I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once munched on that open-faced ham sandwich. <laughs> Spent a little time with the squish mitten. Yeah, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is it looked like a tasered slab to chopped roast beef with Cupid toothpaste all over it. <laughs> yes. It's Valentine's Day. Yes, it <laughs> is. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash at Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hi. Um. Staples Print and Marketing is committed to quality and printing perfect every time. Now at Staples, get $10 off your document printing and marketing materials order of $50 or more. Offer ends 225. See staples.com slash stores slash print big for details. Try Staples and see the difference. Is your new year still falling flat? Do you avoid stairs with multiple steps? You are not alone. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy or low E. But there's a cure. Now through February 16th, join Planet Fitness for just $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. With clean, spacious clubs and tons of equipment, you can boost your energy after just one workout. Leave low E behind and find your big fitness energy at Planet Fitness. Join in the free PF app for $1 down, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Thursday, February 16th. See Home Club for details. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, we've got problems. Tonight, the Boston Celtics will be on the road to face the Milwaukee Bucks. They have the two best teams in the Eastern Conference separated by a game and a half in the standings. you got the Celtics, who have banged out four wins in a row, facing a team that's won 10 straight. The ramifications of this game cannot be overstated as you may be looking ahead at a postseason showdown between these two very teams. If ever there was a regular season game that was a must-watch situation, this would be it. There's just one small problem. Today also happens to be Valentine's Day, and for many basketball fans, your ability to peel yourself away from your romantic entanglements may be the thing that prevents you from watching tonight's big Milwaukee-Boston matchup. I know of no committed relationship in America that would allow a basketball game to take precedence over a highly commercialized and materialistically driven holiday such as the one that celebrates something so foundationally important as love. Oh, sure, the Celtics may have the best record in the NBA, and yes, the Milwaukee Bucks pose the most substantial threat in returning to the NBA Finals, but that doesn't mean jack squat on February 14th. I don't care if you got jewels, chocolates, bottles of wine, or paid for a French vacation. If you make the mistake of saying, honey, I love you, but the game starts in five minutes on TNT, you might want to grab your protective headgear. 
because that sort of romantic mood killer will likely haunt you for the remainder of your time together. In fact, it's not just a mood killer. It's the sort of suggestion that obliterates a relationship with all the blistering hellfire of a nuclear holocaust. And while the conference standings are important, they don't mean jack on Valentine's Day. So if you're looking to end a relationship or take things down a notch, try grabbing the remote control tonight around 7.30 and see what happens. You're either with the best gal in town or you're about to become the next subject on a Dateline investigation and nobody wants that either. But hey, never my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The cat did that? Again? Who's going to clean that up? What's going to clean that up? How about the Craftsman 12-gallon wet-dry vac, only 80 bucks at Rockies with your Ace Rewards card? Cat not included. Always get good deals on tools at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612. And Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny with a high of 47 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 56. It's 40 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. reason I'm bringing this up is because I really wanted to play Andy Williams this yeah, morning. I was thinking. Gotta miss that guy. Because we never play this unless it's Valentine's Day. Actually, I don't think I've ever played this on a Valentine's Day. Really? I don't know why. Love is a many splendid thing. It's a classic. We've had many Andy Williams songs on here before. <clears throat> We've had more than our share. You're absolutely right. A, a uh, website recently conducted a Valentine's Day-themed Would You Rather game. Yeah. And they got a lot of people to weigh in, so you do want to play Would You Rather? Yeah, why not? All right. Here we go. Okay. Would you rather snack on candy hearts or snack on Valentine's-themed M&Ms? I'm going to say the uh, M&Ms. The M&Ms won yeah. with 79% of the vote. Hard not to love an M&M. No. How about uh, go out for a fancy dinner or stay in and order pizza? <sighs> that's a tough call because uh, see, I kind of like going out to dinner because yeah. then I don't have to put anything away or pick anything up. At least with a, if I bring a pizza home, I got to throw the box away. I got to put the extras, uh, you know, the, the leftovers in, in, the, in well, the fridge. Pizza won with 54% of the vote. All right. Well, so, that's fine. That's fine. Would you rather watch a romantic comedy from 20 years ago that you've seen a million times and love? Yeah. Or watch a newer rom-com that you've never seen before? Oh, I wish there was a third option because that uh, Celtics-Milwaukee yeah. Bucks game is tonight at 7.30. Revisiting a classic was more popular with 66% of the vote. Yeah. Uh, my wife's not a real big fan of old movies, yeah. and by old movies, I think that's like anything before 1997. I like old romantic movies. Blue Velvets, that was a good one. You like that one? Yeah. Do you cry at romantic movies? I do. Do you really? I do. Did you blubber like uh, like crazy, like Steel Magnolias or uh, Beaches? A beaches, definitely. Beaches. Yeah, that's a tearjerker yeah, right there. Because I knew I was crying, knowing that I would never stop hearing this song. You know what makes me cry? <laughs> knowing I'm going to miss that Celtics game tonight at 7:30 on TNT. Why? Because you'll be having dinner. Well, not at 7:30. We're old. We're yeah. old people. We'll have dinner by 3:30 in the afternoon. Would you rather go on a date with someone new, or well, this really doesn't apply to us. Uh, go on a date with someone new on Valentine's Day. Let's just say you were single. 
Okay. Okay. Would you rather go on a date with someone new on Valentine's Day or make Valentine's Day plans with an ex? 84% would go on a date with someone new. I'm guessing you'd be going on a date with somebody new. <laughs> would you rather be kicked in the face or in the groin? I mean, <laughs> right. what's the, I mean, what's right. the choice right. slightly here? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably try to want to get somebody new if yeah. I was like single guy, right? If I were single, I'd want someone new. Uh, receive flowers and chocolate from a secret admirer or receive a mixtape and homemade card from an old friend? You know, I, uh, I have to, uh, I have to, uh, be quite honest. There's <laughs> nothing I, uh, am more aggravated by than a secret admirer. Really? How, it, you know what? It used to happen to me all the time. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The the uh, the honeys would be sending me uh, notes and uh, not signing them. Uh, you know, well, I mean, there were notes. I mean, there was always a yeah. a coupon for uh, you know, like a you know, <laughs> you know like a, like free cakes or something like that. But yeah, uh, I, I I don't I don't like the. I don't like the. Uh, Wait a minute. What, are you serious? Do you had a secret admirer? You've had. Secret I've admirers? had secret admirers in the past, and I and it, it to me it's aggravating. It's like if you really care that much, yeah. Tell me who you are. Let me judge you. No, because then you'd probably reject them. <laughs> let me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> let me let you down uh, easy. Let me end this for you right away. Yeah, let's make this clean, nice, nice and neat. I mean, I, I can't say it's happened a lot. It's happened. Uh, it's happened a couple of times, and and every time it's like. All right. Well, you know, reveal yourself. Who are you? Yeah. Otherwise, I got to do. I got to play guessing games. You know how bad I am at guessing games. Oh, you're horrible at guessing games. Remember the you Christmas party? Yeah. You can't even uh, tell anything that's going on right in front of you. No situational awareness right. at all. So I'm the, like the, the last guy you should be uh, sending anonymous stuff to. Uh, yes, because now if anybody sends anonymous stuff now, then we call the police. That's usually how that works. Yeah. Yeah, if we find if we find a note with no name on it, we're we're, we're having it printed. Yeah. Uh, would you rather uh, indulge in chocolate covered strawberries or a tin of gourmet popcorn? <sighs> I go with the strawberries. I'm going to go with the strawberries. Seventy three percent would go with that as well. I do gourmet popcorn. Well, I will tell you, you know what's really, really good? Mm. And I probably shouldn't say this because it's uh, it's uh, released in such small batches. The uh, the Cabot cheese popcorn comes in very small bags. Really? If you can find it, fantastic. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know they uh, made popcorn. They do, and it's good. Well, I'll have to try Or is it another company making it for Cabot? I don't know. It's got the yeah. Cabot name on it, and it's fantastic. Well, it's now, now sharp you- cheddar uh, cheese popcorn. You have pecued my interest. Mm, I'm glad to pecue you. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you rather buy Valentine's themed uh, candy beforehand to get in the spirit or buy it all on sale after Valentine's Day? Hey, uh, I was thinking that yesterday. I'm like, this uh, this $5 box of candy at Dollar General will be two fifty tomorrow <laughs> or, or, or on Wednesday, you know? Yeah, the price will go down substantially. Uh, would you rather go to a movie in the theaters or stream a home movie on your couch? I'd rather stream the movie on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. More comfortable. Get my own snacks. The movie theaters really aren't set up for like making out anymore. They're more of like, uh, let's lounge and get away from each other. You know what I mean? It's the truth. Because it's, it's all bougie now. The, the, the movie theaters gone are the days of those old crappy, you know, bucket seats where the, 
where you'd have to step over somebody to yeah, get to you. Yeah, you don't want to have to do that. Uh, would you rather receive a homemade gift from your Valentine or a lavish gift? Well, I don't really need uh, anything lavish. Homemade is fine. And by homemade, it could be a, like a pan of brownies. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Food, I'd be happy with food that. Food would be good. That's the way to my heart. Or at least that's what they say they want. That's what they say. But, yeah. you know, something simple. It's all I need. I uh, I plan on stopping at uh, Cumbies or Pride and uh, getting nothing but the best. Can of Spam, some flowers. <laughs> Uh, maybe some Tic Tacs. Man, what a makeup master yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a couple yeah. scratchies were ter- perfect gift. Maybe some muscle milk, but then like take a Sharpie and write love muscle milk yeah, on it. So I'm you- like, oh, cute. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think- uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want uh, some love muscle milk? Yeah, tell yeah. me how that works. Yeah, yeah. That's going to work out great. <laughs> hey, maybe a scratch ticket too if she's lucky. Yeah, right. Yeah. But not the 50. I mean, that's, uh, you know. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like a five. Yeah, a five. <laughs> Five is the max. That's what we agreed upon. Anyway. Uh, did you buy? Did you buy a nice gift uh, for your I, lady friend? I, I got some uh, some some flowers and some some chocolate. And, mm, okay, uh, she already got that. Uh, you already we gave it to her. Well, we weren't going to see each other, you know, today. Oh, or, I see. Or, okay, you know, this week. Well, probably this week, but not today. Okay. So, well, then there yeah. you go. Well, I had to take care of it. You know, you got to. Yeah, take care of that stuff. You don't want that lingering days after going. Right. See, I got. See, so here's the thing that that the so that we got. So we got uh, Valentine's Day, and then two days later is our wedding anniversary. Yeah. Get married on the 16th oh, of that's February. That's right. That's so, right. So I got like uh, two. I got like two days, two and a half, maybe two and three quarter days of uh, of love. Yeah. To focus in on and. Uh, yeah, you know, we've 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 already we've already uh, we've already got everything established. You know, we had a ring redone when it looks beautiful. Yeah, folks up at Hanushin Hadley did their uh, their very best with that one, Kuching, and uh, so this is just a Tuesday for you. No, no, no. I'm still gonna make. I'll still make the most of the day. Yeah. But uh, you know, I mean, yes, it's got a lot of love in two days. I can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. I bet oh yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. You bet you. You. oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> It's 622 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. What can you do with this classic rock? It's 627 and Stone Temple Pilots with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, nice and sunny today with a high of 47. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 56. It is 40 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Ricky Rackman, former host of uh, Headbangers Ball on MTV. Yeah. Going to be joining us next hour. He's going to be uh, doing a one-man show that's be... It's going around the country, and it's coming through New Bedford on the 1st of April at uh, the club called The Vault. Got a lot of great stories to tell, so he's coming up just after 7 o'clock today. Sweet. You want right. to laugh? I do. All right. It's Bex and Nagel's Joke of the Day. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. On Rock 102. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, a guy looking to become a bee farmer went to a seasoned apiarist. An apiarist? An apiarist. And asked if he could buy some bees off him to start up a hive. And the apiarist uh, said he had plenty to spare and was having a sale. 50 bees for $50, right? Okay. 
So the man buys the bees, and he went home and began putting the bees into the empty hive. He counted each one to make sure he got his money worth. But at the end of the grueling task, he realized he had not 50, but 51 bees. He called the seasoned apiarist, right? Yeah. And he says, uh, hey, how come you gave me 51 when the sale was for 50? And he goes, oh, that was a freebie. Ah, I get it. Get it? Free bee? Free bee. He gets an extra bee for being free. You know, I don't even, I don't even know how to contain myself when these things so, are so damn funny every hilarious. morning. I don't know uh, I don't know how people how do people can stand it. You might want to call the fire department. This radio's on fire, bitches. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic. 632. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Romhundi. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. One person has died after a one-vehicle crash on the Mass Pike on Sunday night. Mass State Police spokesman David Procopio said that the accident happened on uh, I-90 East on Sunday. Uh, an investigation indicated that a 2016 Nissan Rogue was driving eastbound when, for reasons still under investigation, the operator lost control and rolled over and crashed off the side of the road and into a median. Uh, when crews arrived, 42-year-old Karina Torres of Palmer was dead. The passenger, a 35-year-old man, was sent to Bay State for his injuries. Eastbound traffic was being detoured off the pike, uh, but, of course, has since reopened. 22 News uh, update this story as more information becomes available, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, after uh, Northeast Health Group announced it was closing four long-term care nursing home facilities in Western Massachusetts last week, State Representative Bud Williams is urging the Executive Office of Health and Human Services to suspend a state mandate. A state requirement that went into effect last year limited the number of beds to two per room. According to testimony from Northeast Health Group, uh, to the Mass Department of Public Health, the policy would be, quote, financially devastating. The four facilities have nearly 450 beds with more than 300 elderly residents. It's a loss for, uh, really, a loss for a plan. So I think, uh, take a pause, let's look at it, and maybe let's take the year to figure out what we do with these people. It's uh, going to be devastating. That's uh, Bud Williams. So is there, an, uh, and I'm confused by this whole story, are they saying that there's no effort to place these residents? Sounds like they don't have the room to do it. According to their websites, these facilities have stood in Hamden County for at least 30 years, offering everything from post-acute services to long-term care. In a statement, uh, they said it's a, with deep regret that the Northeast Health Group has given formal notice to the DPH of our intent to close these facilities, adding they are working with the state's Department of uh, Public Health on a timeline for closure. They don't have enough money to keep them running. I got that. Yeah. But as part of their closure... And the fact that you know you're dealing with a population that is still living in these facilities, are they doing anything to help families find spaces for the, for these elderly patients? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question because a lot of these patients yeah. don't have a family to support them, right? And you know they're not necessarily involved. These people who are basically alone in this process. So you just wonder what the you know what they're doing i, I don't this uh i mean I, I kind of agree with bud it's a shame that these places have got to close but on the other hand you can't force a business to stay open if they can't if they can't compete you know if they can't if they can't do business yeah i'm not you know what i probably should know a little bit more about the issue before 
I start talking about it. I know. I I'm don't, just. I don't know the answer. I'm asking rhetorical questions. questions here. I have. I yeah. don't. I don't expect you to have any answer. I don't think there probably is any answer. Uh, the IRS announced over the weekend that you won't have to count the one-time rebates you received from the state on your return this year. Thank, well, thank God. Goodness. Oh my God. I was so worried that uh, you know. I actually kind of was worried that they would turn around and start charging. Well, it this sets is part of your income. It sets a lousy precedent. Yeah. You know, a lot of people you know, got those got those checks from the government, and then you know, like in Massachusetts, you know, m- many of us got a, a refund we weren't expecting. wasn't like you were out there looking for it. No, it came. I didn't file for it. It just was sent to me. Yeah. So why should that be considered income? It shouldn't be because that's your overpayment. Yes. And so you're going to tax me a second time? You're going to double dip on what you just gave back to me? You can't double dip your taxes. It's like, put, it's like putting your whole mouth around your taxes. It's, it's like putting all your finances in one place. <laughs> Massachusetts exceeded the state's tax surplus in 2022, which triggered a 1980s-era tax rebate law, returning nearly $3 billion to Massachusetts taxpayers. The IRS confirmed that the rebate payments uh, from the government will be excluded from your income for federal tax purposes, state versus federal, uh, with some edge cases depending on uh, other tax benefits you received. So unless you got a ton of money back that would put you over into another tax bracket, then you don't have to pay for this. Yeah, I I didn't get that much back. It's just a... It's the principle of the thing. It's the principle of the thing, and the fact that they even entertain the idea, hey, maybe we should tax those people on that money we gave them. Well, you know, the thing is, uh, the IRS has got some pretty shady uh, things going on. Like, do you have, like, a an, an HSA, a health savings account no, to work? No, no. Well, from my understanding is, and I could be totally wrong about this, and if I am... I apologize. My understanding is, is that as you accumulate, uh, you know, funds in that, that is also considered income. Yeah. See, that that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't participate in pro. Why would what? What is the benefit of having an HSA? I don't understand what that is. I think if you had enough medical issues, yeah, to justify it, it it makes some sense. But me, but a lot of people the, don't. You know, the thirty five dollars to go for a copay, like I don't. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's just part of my budget for the for the whatever the week that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's a bunch of old hooey. Uh, a string of false threats to schools happened across the state earlier Monday, raising concerns to the public. A school in Westfield was under lockdown because of the hoax threat. It's nothing new for that community that experienced a similar incident over the summer, and now there's worries about this impacting students and teachers. We are mandated to do these lockdown drills, these shelter-in-place in case of these events. Children are super traumatized by this, said Tony Doherty of Northampton. Police are investigating after threats were made to several schools across the state, schools in Amesbury, Boston, Chelmsford, and North Attleboro going into lockdown yesterday, and another school in Westfield doing the same in western Massachusetts. Uh, the threat was called into the White Oak School from a cell phone. Westfield police determined it was a non-credible threat. The false school threats are often referred to as swatting hoax because they could attract a large police presence and even a SWAT team. Hmm. That sucks. The deal with that. It yeah, I mean, it does. It does suck. But then you know, if they don't do it and something bad happens, yeah, then everybody says, "Well, why wasn't the school prepared?" It's like you have to do it. I know you have to do it. It is kind of annoying though to have all these you know alerts about. 
you know, you're getting it. It's, it's almost like there's a lockdown every other day for something. No, I agree. Yeah. I, and I mean, when we were kids, all we had was the fire drill. And when my parents were kids, they had like the, uh, you know, the air raid drills. Yeah. Where they'd hide under their desk because, you know, nuclear fallout could never could never penetrate a school desk. See, if there's anything uh, anything bad going on at school, they'd send you to room 205. That's the room you didn't want to be in. What was in 205? It was like the detention room. And it was open all day long. There really? was always a teacher in there. Uh, you know, they, I think the teachers would take turns being the, the proctor for the for the for the room, yeah, yeah, and uh, you'd have to if a teacher would send you down there during the day. Ooh, you're going yeah. to two oh five. See, we had detention, and then there was office detention. Oh yeah, and you that an office detention means you did something really bad. Yeah, I never had an office detention. I had detention. Well, you were a good kid, weren't you? Yeah, for the most part, I was a good kid. I wasn't a real troublemaker, uh, but you know, sometimes I would be a little uh, chatty. In class. You? Yes. Really? Believe it or not. And I would get a detention. So I have to stay after school and I'd sit in the class that the teacher uh, had and, and that would be my detention. But the office detention, those were bad kids, man. Even worse. Bad kids doing bad things. Yeah. Well, that was uh, then we had ISS. Which What's was, that? That was in school suspension. Oh, yeah. That was a completely different beast. Wait, I don't think uh, I don't think we ever had that. Yeah, they'd make you sit there in the classroom all day long Ugh. and not interact with anybody other than whatever proctor was in the room. What's the uh, the deal with the word proctor? I don't know. I like it though. I don't know. Yeah, it's like too a, close to proctologist to me. Yeah, well, it's 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 a it's a mix. Yeah, proctor. Not oh, what I, do you do? Well, I'm a proctologist. Oh, you're a proctor. <laughs> Six Flags New England is launching a rapid hiring program that offers remote applications and interviews for those looking for seasonal or part-time positions. The new program provides an expedited online option for interested applicants. Additionally, an off-site job fair will take place on Friday, February 18th and Saturday, February 19th from 10 to 4 at the Human Resources Building at uh, Main Street, 756 Main Street in Agawam across from the theme park. What are they, uh, what are they paying over there? Oh, uh... Seven twenty-five an hour. I believe that's uh, minimum wage. And now you know who to thank for that. <laughs> Actually, I believe that's half yeah, of minimum yeah, wage. Yeah, well, minimum wage here is like fourteen bucks. It's like right? fifteen. Fourteen or fifteen dollars. Yeah. Wow. I remember making four dollars and twenty-five cents an hour. Yep. At, me at too. Mac at McDonald's in Lafayette, New York. My first uh, jo broadcast job was at a television station in Providence. It was a union job. It was making $5 an hour. But, and, a, and a percentage of that had to go yeah, to the union. It had to go to the union, too. So yeah. every time I get my check and go, huh, something seems amiss. <laughs> it's like I can't imagine that uh, the union would have supported me at $5 an hour if, God forbid, I were wronged by the company. Well, they're, uh, they're hiring for all different kinds of things. You want to be a lifeguard? Mm, no. Lost prevention? Maybe be a security guard. I like to. I could see you being a security guard, wearing one of them security jackets, jackets, and like a, a smock, like a big green smock. I like more of like the Richard Jewell security guard. That's what you would. I would put you as. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm really that kind of uh, sick with power. I wouldn't mind operating a ride though. 
where you press the button and you sit in that stool for a little while and you, un- you take the button out, of you disengage the thing, and that would, that's it. That would probably be the worst job. See, but I can see myself being qualified because for that. you like now. See, this is the thing. I don't ever want to be responsible for uh, something that could cause massive amount of injuries to people. You know, I mean, this is a pretty safe gig. You know, you might offend somebody once in a while and somebody all right. gets all upset and whatever, but there's nobody getting really seriously hurt. Let's say, this. and I'm not, and, and, and this has nothing to do with Six Flags. This has a lot no. to do with like, you know, just, you know, like rides the, at a midway at a state fair or a something A ride like that. operator in general. Right. Yeah. And let's say there's like a rickety old uh, ride, right? Mm-hmm. And it breaks down, someone gets hurt, falls out or whatever. Is that the responsibility of the uh, of the, the the fingerless toothless carney who's got the his finger on the button or is that really the responsibility of the organizers or owner of the park i i don't think you blame the flunky i think you blame the park that guy's not doing anything wrong all no, he's doing is pressing a button i'm not talking about i'm not talking about the, you know the like the criminally responsible i'm talking about like the, the like just the idea that like let's say i pushed this button somebody yeah. got somebody lost a, a hand as the roller coaster started pulling out of the station yes it's not directly my fault right that would be the responsibility of the person who's but i would still who's, feel who's, bad uh, well, you may feel bad, but you're not the one who was involved in the horseplay and the ride. But I was the one that pushed the button. All right. I take myself away from the ride. Could I at least be one of them uh, carny game operators? The one where you shoot like the, the water gun into the clown's mouth. I remember one time when I was like 12 or 13 years old, we went to this. Uh, it was like a, it was called the weeds. I think it was the it was What was it called? Oh, the Cayuga County Fair in Ooh. Weedsport, New York. Sounds right? fun. And uh, and we went. There. I went there with my mother and my sister. And uh, I said, "Yeah, can I go on uh, the rides? You know, uh, on the midway." Yeah. You know, it's a little. It's crappy little fair. It wasn't like you know anything big. And they had the zipper. Remember the zipper? I do. And the zipper was like. Well, I think they still have it. I've seen. I've seen it. Some, yeah, it's some still places. out there. Yeah. You're in a cage. Yes. And the thing is, is not only is the entire arm that holds all of the uh, of the cages moving but then the track itself that is suspending each cart is moving yes and then each cart is flipping over upside down mm-hmm. it's probably one of the like you know uh, i don't know mind disorienting things to ever come to the uh, the ride scene you know what i mean right so i get in this thing and this guy there's nobody else there. I'm the only kid at this ride. I'm the only kid on this ride. It was like maybe a Thursday night. And I go in and I get in and the guy figures, you know what? He's a little kid. Uh, I'm just going to keep letting him go and go and go. <laughs> and I don't know how long that ride lasted. It could have literally only have been maybe four minutes. Yeah. But it seemed like 400 minutes because I was getting tossed around. This little fat kid getting tossed around like, bam, 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 back and forth inside the zipper. And I'm screaming for this man to stop. And he's not stopping the ride. And I finally get off and I'm just like running away going, oh, my God, what just happened to me? Yeah. 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 That sounds like fun. No, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun at all. I can't believe that story took that long to tell.
It was worth it, though, Steve. Was it really? Yeah, no, it was. It was your, worth it. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, sunny with a high of 48. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 57. It's 40 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hi, it's Hank. From- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 654 and Super Tramp with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 57. It is 40 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest Ron Gallo, singer songwriter out of uh, out of Philadelphia, unbelievably talented guy. I've even uh, posted a couple of, uh, of uh, Spotify playlists on uh, on uh, Facebook. Yeah, check it out. The guy's really really great, and uh, he's got a brand new record out coming up on March third called Foreground Music. You'll hear that, and also the daily podcast on. Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast, and on rock102.com. All right. All right. There you have it. Uh, I'm just trying to look for other stuff to, to chit chat about here. Well, I mean, we'll, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll talk more about Valentine's Day later. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Valentine's Day right now. Not now. We just, we just got we just, over that. We just got done talking about that. Yeah, I know. How about, uh, how about this one? Uh, well, we can save that one for later. That one's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Yo, why waste it now? Well, no, because I don't have time to get into it. We only, I see. Have, we only have a, a, a couple of minutes here. Did you know women's underwear is taxed more than men's underwear? No, I had no idea. Yeah, a new report uh, that shows the U.S. charges higher tariff rates on women's underwear than men's. The important tariff adds about $1.10 to the cost of each women's underwear item, but only $0.75 cents to men's. Well, why do you think that is? I don't know. See, they're finally uh, getting uh, more than what a man is getting. They're getting charged more <laughs> oh, than a man. So, so the glass ceiling <laughs> has finally been cleared away. Well, they were complaining about that salary thing for years. Yeah, now look at you. Now you're, you're on the other end. You're, your underwear is more valuable than ours. Uh-oh. You want to be a man? You can start paying like one. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> 657 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, we live in a society of rules. Rules are the very thing that prevent us from living in total chaos. Without rules, we tend to live like animals and not those cute little furry ones, but the blood-sucking types that kill for food and eat their young. Unfortunately, these rules are drafted by human beings, and as a result, some of our rules are stupid, like that thing with a mattress tag or the state law that prevents you from using the same plate more than once at a buffet. All stupid. But in baseball, you'd like to think that after 184 years, they'd have all the rules they need. Well, they don't. In my opinion, it's time for them to stop. Yesterday, Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred confirmed several rule changes that many people, including myself, think are dumb and unnecessary. The first of which includes baseball's decision to continue the rule that allows for an extra base runner on second during extra innings. Apparently, that rule was uh, was automatically automatically puts a guy in scoring position has now become permanent, and which I distastefully intensely dislike that rule. But they've hardly stopped there. Yesterday, they also approved a rule which allows position players to take the mound and pitch, but only if their team is ahead by 10 runs or more in the ninth inning. If you're behind in a game, you can have a position player pitch in the ninth inning, but only 
if you're eight runs behind. And at extra innings, you can have position players pitch whenever you damn well please. Both rules passed unanimously by baseball's competition committee, and both rules were then ripped apart by fans who thought those rules were now stupid. How do I feel about them? Well, it seems to me that you have a bullpen full of relief pitchers whose job it is to pitch you out of a jam. That's why they are there. You see, the beauty of baseball is allowing a game to resolve itself. You don't need to put a guy in scoring position unless he's earned it. And you don't need to impose a rule that tells your bullpen that when everything else fails, we'll get somebody else to pitch. That's not a rule. That's an insult. And it shouldn't be part of baseball. But hey, of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, I'm looking at steel shelving. 110 bucks, six feet tall, five shelves. I'm looking at it at the Rockies app on my phone, and you can find it on the sales flyer on the app and at Rockies.com, or pick up a paper copy at the store. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips at Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. To Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 710 in Pink Floyd. But Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, warm next couple of days. Sunny with a high of 48 today. 57 for a high tomorrow. It's 40 in downtown Springfield. Hey, remember... Uh, no. Year- okay. Uh, let me rephrase the question then. Remember uh, back no. w- when we were younger? Let me just bulldoze my way into it then. Uh, <laughs> when MTV was a, a, a television station, a network on cable that was dedicated to playing music as their primary form of programming. Okay, Grandpa, whatever you say. Back in the olden days, Steve, that's what they used to do. It was really? like wall-to-wall music videos. No. Yes, and you know what? It was very popular back then. Very, very popular. But then all of a sudden, it just changed its mind of what it wanted to be when it grew up, and now it's you know nothing more than a shadow of its former self, loaded with programming that's absolutely unwatchable for anyone who was there for the first time around in the 80s. Well, you can watch that show. Which one is that? What's the one with the videos and the guy? Uh, it's not punked. It's not... Uh it's, it's like the, they watch a bunch oh, of videos. Oh, yeah, uh, Ridiculousness. Ridiculousness. Yeah, you, you can, can watch, watch that forever. And you can watch that show. You can watch uh, Ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. I believe Ridiculousness is on MTV, and uh, I think... You ever like look at the look at the TV guy and it just shows nothing but ridiculousness all the way across, <laughs> like like a nine right. hour ridiculousness marathon. I didn't know they made that many shows. Yeah, they they did. But one of the uh, the big hosts uh, at the time was Ricky Rackman, the uh, the host of Headbangers Ball, which by the way was a big deal back uh, back in the uh, late eighties and nineties. Right until he was uh, unceremoniously removed from. Uh, MTV once uh, you know grunge started to take it over. Anyway, he's on a uh, on a on a speaking tour. It's like a one man show where he's talking about all kinds of great stories from uh, his days as a, a club owner in uh, in Hollywood, and then as in his days as MTV. And he's going to be coming through the vault in New Bedford on April first. It's the uh, One Foot in the Gutter tour, and uh, Ricky Rockman is on the phone with us right now. Good morning, Ricky. How are you? Hello, Mike and Steve. Hey, Ricky. Hey. How you doing? Hey, I know you. You're the I'm good. Good. How are you? I know you. You're the wedding guest from the November Rain video. <laughs> <laughs> the, the time that it took you to say that yeah. is about as long as I was in the video. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, but but that's kind of cool to have that. I, I mean, obviously, I was doing some research about you, and I, I found that on your Wikipedia page, and everything on the internet is true, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. 
Yeah, but I, I thought that was a cool, uh, fun fact about you. I didn't. I, didn't, yeah. I had no idea you were in that. Where, but that's kind of got to be cool to, to be part of that. More importantly, where does Axel Rose go for his bridal registry? You know what? I don't know about that. I'm sure he has people that do that stuff. Yeah, probably. But the fun thing is, like, I never really thought about it, but that video was the most watched video ever. And it's kind of neat just to say, like, like I never got paid for it, and I never even got, like, a plaque or anything, but... Hey, you know what? If, if, hey. if I'm going to be remembered for that two seconds, I'll take it. Hey, it's bragging rights, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Well, I'll, I'll be. I'll tell you a real. I'll tell you a real story about that. About that song. The first radio station that I worked for. Yeah. That was the last song I played before getting fired. So that's that song holds a very special place in my heart. Not a good one. No, yeah. actually, it was a real good one because it was a really good business decision yeah. on the radio station's part. <laughs> But that's the way it is. Hey, uh, you're going to be on, on tour, and this is a really cool uh, thing. In lieu of actually writing a book about your life, you're doing a spoken word tour. And, in fact, you're coming through uh, Massachusetts on April 1st at the Vault in New Bedford. Tell us about this tour and, and, and what gave you the idea to do it. Well, for a long time, everybody's been saying, why don't you write a book? Why don't you write a book? And then, like, other people were putting out books about you know, the rock and roll scene and, and the time around the Headbangers Ball, which was my show, or the cat house that I owned. And I was just, like, reading other people telling my story, and I'm like, you know, what I want to do is, but my whole life, you got to understand, when I opened up my old rock club, the cat house, my friends who were starting bands like Guns N' Roses, everybody was talking about being bands. And my whole life, I've always said, God, when people talk about being on tour, it sounds so cool, it sounds so fun. And then this whole thing came along, and now, at this stage of the game, I get to say, I'm on tour, and I get up on stage, and rather than putting it in the book form, I get to tell people these stories and look at them when I tell the story. <laughs> and it's honestly, I mean, to be at this stage of my career, this is my favorite thing that I've ever done. I've, I did six shows so far, and I was like, this is incredible. And now I'm like, okay, April 1st, I'm April Fool's Day. You know, I'm going to be at the vault in New Bedford, and uh, it's, it's so fun. And I've got, like, videos that people never saw from Headbangers Ball or Cat House or other things. And it's also stories like, you know, people don't know my whole story about, you know, from drugs and jail and losing everything and building it back up. And, and uh, it's I, I like it. I hope it's a good story, and people seem to like it, and it got great reviews and, and did real well. And and it's a really fun show. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a there's a lot there. I mean, the, the the interesting part about it is, you know, you just talking about the bands isn't necessarily the most, you know, interesting part of the Ricky Rackman story. I mean, you know, you to, to get on Headbangers Ball for five years out of really kind of coming out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden it it evaporates uh, immediately. I mean, it's a it's a very strange arc for someone's MTV career. Well, maybe not so much. Yeah. We've known other people at MTV that got the same kind of treatment, but but nevertheless, it's I mean, it's an amazing story of of where you came from and then how you got to that point. Well, the, and you're right. And the I mean, the thing is, after Headbangers Ball, I started doing talk radio. I hosted Love Line, and then I had my own talk radio show. And I did some reality shows. I did all these other, where I was like a, a host, not like a guest right. or a contestant. But I started doing all this stuff, and then at one point, I lost everything and had to get a job as a car salesman. And people would go up to me, and they'd be like, aren't you Ricky Rackman from Headbangers Ball? And I'm like, 
yeah, let me show you this Jetta. I mean, <laughs> my, my power I mean, it's funny, but it's really not. And, yeah. and uh, to be at, at, at the point that I am now in my career, which I'm doing better than I've ever done, you know, it, it was really a rags to riches to rags to doing okay again tour. And, and this tour, like, you know, I'm not doing this for money because it's, it's expensive to go on tour. I'm doing it because I love going out, meeting people, and telling these stories. And it might sound like a cliche, but it's 100% true. The uh, the tour is, is uh, you know, technically starts uh, at the end of March, but it, it goes until uh, for, for several months until the end of May. But then you're also doing some uh, dates in Australia. I mean, was was Headbangers Ball a big deal in Australia? Headbangers Ball wasn't even on in Australia. What? When I got the call and they said, they would like you to come to Australia and do your show because people know me from the club that I used to own that I created called the Cat House. And uh-huh. a lot of people have heard these stories or seen videos and stuff like that. And I'm like, you're joking, right? And then they put tickets <laughs> up for sale and Australia tickets sold faster than the America tickets sold. Really? So I'm actually going to Australia in June. And even like like me just talking to you guys right now, it's still like, really? Am I talking about being on tour and playing in Australia? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's still completely mind-blowing, and I feel so lucky and yeah. so excited. That's too. that's pretty awesome, man. You should be really proud of that. You know, one of the... It's great, and and the shows, the shows are fun. I mean, you know, on Headbangers Ball, the most discussed episode was when Alice in Chains and I took over this water park that we didn't even know actually killed people. And I have some <laughs> video footage of that and just some crazy stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that people don't know how I got my job at MTV. Um, you know, I mean, the whole story, and it, and it runs the gamut of everything. Yes, I'm using names and telling true stories that people have never heard, but it's, it's, I, I'm very, very proud of this show because this is my show, you know? So it's not me... You know, for years, people are like, oh, there's Ricky Rackman. What video is he going to play? Or well, there's Ricky Rackman. Does that mean Guns N' Roses are next? I mean, here it's like, look, I'm. if you're in the audience, you know that you've got me talking to you. Yeah. So, and and you were also... And you also very much in, in the in the thick of things, too, uh, you know, back then in the 90s. You know, I... You, yeah, I was in in radio back late '80s, early '90s. I very much remember, you know, playing a lot of those songs that were, you know, that were being played on Headbangers Ball. In fact, in a lot of ways, we were playing songs because those songs are being played on MTV, and uh, it, it just a very powerful, you know, moment in that in those years that you were you were there. I mean, it was just every everything we were doing was kind of based upon what you were letting America see. Yeah, I mean, I never thought, when I sat down there and I'm interviewing Nirvana, I didn't realize, you know, 20, 30 years later, people are going to be talking about this interview. I was just like, here's this guy in this yellow ball gown that's wasted on drugs. This is a horrible interview. Not realizing people are going to be asking me about it, you know, 30 years later. Yeah, and then and then to, to know that that band is going to be par- partially what ends, uh, ends Headbangers Ball, just because of what grunge would do to... Really, everything. I disagree, my friend. I knew I you would. <laughs> that is, you know, and that's a thing that's it's, it's just it's something that I do discuss because you know people think like grunge killed heavy metal. I'm like, really? So you're saying that this music scene killed this scene that's so strong? And but the people that think rock is dead, it's like, like I go to these shows and I still go to shows. I, yeah, I still do the same stuff that I did 
And there's so many people at rock shows right now, and it's great. And there's still festivals, and and I mean, they're still selling tons of tickets and and, and music. And I think rock is still alive. But if you think that some of the bands from that era, you know, you couldn't have the the the, the poisons and the warrants and slaughters because after a while, that was a little era, and that era changed. And if every all those bands were doing the exact same thing, you know, pretty soon it looks almost comical, except Poison is a, is a little different because they're out with Motley and they're having fun and, and people like that nostalgia. But I don't think people, you know, buy new Metallica because of nostalgia. Right. You know, there's so many kids that got into Metallica because of Stranger Things. Rick, but I want kids to listen to metal. The, uh, the One Foot in the Gutter Tour is uh, going on beginning in March. It comes to uh, New Bedford at the Vault on April 1st. You can get uh, tickets at cathousehollywood.com. Ricky, it's great to talk to you. Best of luck with the tour, and uh, and be well. Thanks, guys. Hope to see you at uh, the vault. Thank Sounds you. good. Ricky Rackman with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks Screen Printing. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 728, and the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 48 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of almost 60. It is uh, 39 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, we have news, and it's coming up next on Rock 102. Here's your... With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Gary or Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, multiple... Thanks, Bax. I wanted to say thank you. Well, you're very welcome, well, Steve. Well, yeah, I was just going to go right into the... You know why? Because I found out uh, what the deal is with these nursing homes, and I wanted to to share that story. Yeah, get right into it. Multiple state legislators and mayors joined together on Monday to discuss the planned closing of four nursing homes in Springfield, Westfield, and Chicopee. Mayor, Springfield Mayor Dominic Sarno said that at least eight lawmakers met with representatives from Northeast Health Group, Inc. to discuss a variety of issues surrounding the plans to close the Chapin Center in Springfield, Governor Center in Westfield, and Willamancet Center in East and West Chicopee. East, what? The place in Chicopee. East okay. and West. Gotcha. A week ago, the uh, company officially filed a notice with the Mass Department of Public Health saying it planned to close the four long-term care centers on June 6th. The move would displace about 300 elderly, vulnerable residents and lay off about 360 employees. Business executives blamed the closures on a State Department of Public Health regulation that is banning homes from having more than two people per bedroom. By eliminating three- and four-person rooms, the business will lose an estimated $2.5 million and is no longer financially viable. Oh, okay. So there was a COVID mandate that was put in back in 2020 or whatever. Sure. That you reduce the amount of people that uh, can go into a room at one time. Well, now that's still in place. They want that lifted. Otherwise, these they're going to have to close because it's not financially viable to not shove more than two people in a room together. So, uh, so then the yeah, did no one think uh, about that before this rule was put into place? Well, I mean, who was thinking about anything when people were making any kind of regulations about COVID? Yeah, but it's it's pretty logical that if you're at if you've got a facility. That may be near capacity. You can't just you can't just change how many people are in a room. Somebody with without finding other accommodations for the people you're displacing. 
the number one goal for all of us involved in this meeting is to work towards a plausible solution to protect those residents and their families potentially affected by the changes and to save jobs. That was according to Sarno. The day after families were notified of the closing, Mayor John View in Chicopee contacted the six state legislators who represent the city in a meeting with families who have relatives in the facilities. He pledged to offer any assistance the city can. I don't know where they put them. You can't just, you know, it's not going to be just, just as easy to open up another care facility. Well, the, the thing is, there's waiting lists in all these other places, too. Yeah. Yeah, and so, so you know, you got like three, what do you say, 300 residents? Yeah. So wait a minute. You can't, you can't run a, so you can't stay open at all? Well, I mean, if you have, I'm trying to think what the what the logic behind this would work out to be if you if you are eliminating the ability for having more than two people in a room at one time, then to offset the cost of the care, you'd almost have to increase the amount of money you're charging to have somebody stay, right? I guess so. Theoretically, but what does the facility look like when the rooms are filled with three and four people? That's kind of my concern too, because you don't, you know, you don't want to make it like a puppy mill for uh, geriatrics. Some places are. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So who, you know, that you have to be really careful in what a business is asking for, because it's about profits when it comes down to it. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's really not about well, let's provide the best quality care we can. Let's uh it's more about quantity than it is about quality. You know, uh today baby boomers are about at the age where they're starting to go into these facilities. Mm-hmm. So it's like the biggest population uh group we have. <sighs> you know, the the cost of these facilities is outrageous. You know, ex- expecting them to accommodate certain things that lawmakers want them to do uh you, you know what's the balance here i mean by the time you and i are in in, a, in the home and i have to assume that our children are going to put us right in there uh yeah in the home you know what's that what is that going to look like i don't know because you yeah. know i mean i've only got like you know three thousand one hundred and thirty nine days left before i retire from this godforsaken business well what's going to happen if I have to go into a, into a place. And that's the thing. It, you know, as much as people say, I don't want to go in every one of those places, sometimes you your family has no choice because they just can't, don't have the resources. Or the time. Or, or the or time whatever. to yeah. take care of you. So you might end up in one of those places. You might not have any choice. Mm. But on the other hand, if you're displacing families and all these other places that are, com- that are in compliance have waiting list because now there's less residents in there simply because they don't have space to do three and four people in, in a in a room mm-hmm. then you may be looking at sending grandpa or uh, mom many many miles away from from, from you from where you ha- where you are yeah you might have to do that what a mess that is yeah it sounds like a giant mess the uh, zoo in Forest Park is celebrating after their very own screech owl, Clint Screechwood, was named the nation's most superb owl yeah. on Monday. You were talking about that yesterday. Yeah, following a two-month-long competition. According to Jonathan Zelander of Ready 10 Media, the group that runs Bonus Finder's superb owl competition, 
Clint beat out dozens of other owls nationwide, making him to the top 16 bracket. From there, Clint managed to fly into the hearts of thousands, eventually ending up in the grand finals against Sanford from Florida's Audubon Center for Birds of Prey. Voting came to a close on Sunday, the same day as the Super Bowl, which the competition draws its name from. Did you yeah. know that, by the way? No, I, I yeah. Did you know the well. Superb Owl and Super Bowl are interchangeable? Well, now I do. Uh, Clint won with a resounding 60% of all total votes, taking home the title and a $5,000 cash prize for the zoo. Now, uh, did the owl have to do anything specific to win this award, like a talent competition, a swimsuit, a congeniality? Uh, the who contest. Ah, yes, right. You had to sit on stage and go, who? Who are who you? Are who are you? Who? Who the f are you? That's what he's. No, we don't do that one anymore. No, we we just we just scramble it so it doesn't yeah, right. sound like yeah. the f word. Uh, we always knew uh, Clint Screechwood was special, said Sarah Sitso, executive director of the Zoo and Forest Park and Education Center. Now the rest of the world knows it too. Clint's a great example of the important work we do in our little zoo, providing a safe, permanent, happy home for the animals that have been deemed non-releasable due to injury. This one has uh, he has one eye. This owl. It's a one-eyed one owl. Really? Owl, yeah. What happened to the eye? I don't know. He's got like an eye patch? No, he doesn't have an eye patch. He would look cool with an eye patch, though. I am liking that eye patch. Love that eye patch. Um, how, But we don't know how he lost the eye. Is that kind of... Uh, Probably got in a fight with a... Bet you got in a fight with Rocky Raccoon. Does he have some sort of uh, prosthetic, perhaps? Fake eye? No, he just it's it's just like a it's just fur over the hole, and then the other eye is just oh he just like like a comb over yeah 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 you, you comb it over like a like a like a shizu yeah right. <laughs> put the hair over it it looks like a kid that's going through an emo yeah uh, an emo phase yeah I told you that time I was uh, when I first moved into my house and I was sitting there and uh, had consumed uh, some of the devil's lettuce and there was an owl. Like right outside the window, really, like very loud, and I was freaking out because mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out where it was coming from because it was pitch black outside. And, and you were sudden, paranoid to begin ooh, with. Ooh, and I'm like, "Where's that coming from? <laughs> What's going on here? The wildlife's talking to me. <laughs> telling me to get up." Get up and get out, right? Uh, the Springfield Police Department is urging people to take precautions when buying items online. They're even providing a secure pickup spot for the public to use. The location provided by the Springfield Police at headquarters on Pearl Street is designed to give those buying and selling items an extra blanket of security to determine scammers mm-hmm. or to deter scammers or who or those who might try to steal your items from showing up in the first place. Uh, Springfield Mayor uh, Dom Dom said that uh, if people don't want to show up to the police station to pick up or drop off a purchased item, that may raise some red flags. That's uh, some more red flags than communist China when somebody says, hey, mm-hmm. let's, uh, let's meet somewhere when nobody's around. Meet me in a dark parking lot. That's not a good thing. Don't do that. <laughs> Behind a dumpster. Yeah. That's the place to go. Uh, the individual or individuals you're dealing with, uh, for a second you say, gee, I'd love to be able to see that. Uh, what do you have there? What that product are you have that I'm interested in? Why don't you meet me here? And you say, I'd be more than happy to meet you. But I want you to meet you in front of the Springfield Police Station. 
If they hesitate, red flags. That's all it is. Red flags. You know, anytime I'm on like uh, Facebook Marketplace, yeah. or even like you know, like I haven't been on Craigslist in forever, but uh, but but you know, anytime I'm on those sites where the only way to exchange the thing you buy is to meet up with somebody, I'm automatically creeped out by that whole prospect. Creeped out by it. Why? I don't know. I don't know if it's just like an old, unfounded paranoia that I have about, you know, meeting somebody. You know, when I got a big stack of cash, I'm going to buy something. Yeah. And I'm going to get rolled for it. Or the opposite. You know, like, uh, like I have a couple of things that I am uh, considering selling. Uh, you know, not big ticket items, but big enough. I'm not sure I want to go through the rigmarole of going through the process of selling it online. It is Unless, kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's too big to ship. Yeah. I don't want anybody coming to my house. And I, I don't want to have to carry it and meet somebody with it. No. Yeah. I really don't. So I don't even know what to do. Like, how do I get rid of the thing I want to get rid of if I'm loaded with paranoia and fear? I don't know how you're going to get rid of it. I don't know either. I don't know. I don't need two of them. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 49. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 57. It is 40 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. $300. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 752. The backs and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, sunny today and tomorrow, 49 for a high today, 57 for a high tomorrow. It's 40 right now in downtown Springfield. Join Pat Kelly and the Rock 102 Road Crew or, uh, this Friday from 7 to 9 for Free Music Friday at uh, MGM, the Aria Ballroom. That's uh, upstairs, same level as the uh, the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Schillow, the tribute to Bruce Springsteen, will be performing on, uh, on Friday night. Stop by the Rock 102 table for a chance to win some uh, pretty cool prizes. And uh, it's this Friday, 7 to 9. Great room to see some uh, some live music at MGM with Pat Kelly and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. All righty. All right. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, a YouTuber known as Buckets the Drummer. You ever see Buckets the Drummer? I don't know if I've seen Buckets. He's uh, released a video called 10 Drum Intros That Go Hard For No Reason. He sits in a bathtub and pounds on a plastic bucket, and sometimes more, and he'll even play the toilet seat. He increases the degree of difficulty by wearing a uh, horse head mask. Oh, I have seen this yes, guy. Yeah, yes. This uh, clip features, well, a bunch of recognizable songs. Pretty cool. Not too bad. The horse head's a little tough to put on together. That's good. What are you doing in the bathroom? I'm playing the drums, Mom! I'm washing my hands! Well, clean up after yourself and don't leave the water all over the floor like you usually do. Oh, he's even playing. Oh, he rickrolled everybody, wow. too. How about that? Wow, what a talented young man. Keep your hands off my drum set. I'm going to play Moby Dick for real. Uh, since it's Valentine's Day, let's talk about the people that aren't having such a great time. Okay. Some guy broke up with his girlfriend while they were on a plane, and she completely loses it. Someone in the uh, comments noticed a ground crew member wearing a safety vest, which means the plane is probably still on the ground anyway. Here's a follow-up uh, clip, though, of the flight attendant. 
saying uh, they have her two bags as the heartbroken girl begs, please don't leave me. Oh my god. Russia boom! I hope to God this is yeah. a return flight. I, I hope so. That's what that was my question. Like, you know, I saw I, I saw I saw the actual video that it came from and I'm like, is she going to a vacation or is she coming back from a vacation? Yeah, because to me yeah. you never wanna you never wanna break up on your way there. Yeah. And you probably you probably shouldn't even break up on your way back until at least you've you've gone through uh through baggage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Picked up your car yeah. in the parking lot. It's like you've you've done all of these things. Uh yeah. Yeah. A lot of work. Uh, there's a new term being thrown around on TikTok called boyfriend air, and it's making ladies feel gross around their men. Girlfriends and wives are taking to social media to complain that their hair, skin, and overall hygiene become inexplicably ruined after spending only a few hours in their man's home. Here is uh, Taylor Donahue on TikTok talking about that. Spent a lot of time this past summer at my boyfriend's apartment in New York, and I remember taking a full body shower and the next morning waking up and being like, I feel so dirty. My hair was getting greasy like crazy. My skin was looking different, like everything. My makeup wasn't staying on right. I was like, what is going on? A few months ago, I started seeing all these TikToks about boyfriend air. Totally get it and can see why now. Like, it just makes sense. And I know it's a thing because it was only in his apartment that I would feel this way. When he'd come to me, it was fine. So she's like saying it's almost like uh, working in a restaurant where you work in a restaurant all day. You come home smelling like the restaurant. Yeah. You're in your boyfriend's house all day. You come home smelling like the boyfriend. Well, are you using his filthy towels? Well, that's uh, a little bit uh, too much of a complaint here. Like, it's a little... To me, it sounds like, like complaining. It, to me, it sounds totally made up. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're, I mean, if you're a, if you're a guy and you're living like a pig, all right, maybe she's not gonna want to take a shower in your bathtub. Mm-hmm. But if you're, uh, you know, if you're a human being and you're picking up after yourself, there, there's no difference between his place, your place, or whatever. I was gonna say, uh, if it offends you so much, why are you not cleaning that apartment? <laughs> I mean, just saying, you want something done right, you got to do it yourself sometimes. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's right. And uh, one final clip here an Italian restaurant in New Jersey is raising some eyebrows after they have officially banned all children under 10 years old. Oh, my God. Here are some of the diners giving their two cents on the new rule change at Nettie's House of Spaghetti. People don't care what their kids do and they just let them run around. I guess they don't want to pay for a babysitter, so they bring them with them. You know, when you have little kids running around, sometimes it's disruptive. Apparently, this place has been getting uh, it's been getting out of control with the kids. It's called the Spaghetti House, so or Nettie's House of Spaghetti. So, yeah. of course, that's like an attractive term to parents who want to feed their children because you know most kids love pasta. Sure, and it's easy to do. Well, I can also see how that can become a big giant mess as well by throwing the little pieces of noodles all over the floor. 
I always felt that if you're gonna have, if you're gonna go out uh, and bring your small kids with you, mm-hmm. you want to go to the noisiest restaurants in the yeah. world. Yeah, that's why places like Applebee's are in business. That's yeah. why places like Red Robins exist. Yeah, because it's nice and noisy. Yeah. If kids starting to acting up, it, it's not going to get noticed as much than, like, say, if you were going to say, what? like, the Federal. Or, or the Blue Heron. Yeah, you, you probably know. that would probably not be a place you bring screaming kids. Oh, that's just know. to me. That's just logical. Well, just because you can't doesn't mean you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and that is uh, now here. This it is seven fifty nine with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Oh yeah. How? And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? We got problems. Tonight, the Boston Red Sox will be on the road to face the Milwaukee Bucks. You got the two best teams in the Eastern Conference separated by a game and a half in the standings. You got the Celtics, who have banged out four wins in a row, facing a team that's won 10 straight. The ramifications of this game cannot be overstated. Uh, As you may be looking ahead at a postseason showdown between these two very teams, if there was ever a regular season game that was a must-watch situation, this would be it. There's just one small problem. Today also happens to be Valentine's Day. And for many basketball fans, your ability to peel yourself away from your romantic romantic entanglements may be the thing that prevents you from watching tonight's big Milwaukee-Boston matchup. I know of no committed relationship in America that would allow a basketball game to take precedence over a highly commercialized and materialistically driven holiday such as the one that celebrates something so foundationally important as love. Oh, sure. The Celtics may have the best record in the NBA, and yes, the Milwaukee Bucks pose the most substantial threat in returning to the NBA Finals, but that doesn't mean jack squat on February 14th. I don't care if you got jewels, chocolates, bottles of wine, or have paid for a French vacation. If you make the mistake of saying, honey, I love you, but the game starts in five minutes on TNT, you might want to grab your protective head gear, because that sort of romantic mood killer will likely haunt you for the remainder of your time together. In fact, it's not just a mood killer, it's a sort of suggestion that obliterates a relationship with all the blistering hellfire of a nuclear holocaust. And while the conference standings are important, they don't mean jack squat on Valentine's Day. So if you're looking to end a relationship or take things down a notch, try grabbing the remote control around 7.30 tonight to see what happens. You're either going to have the best gal in town or you're about to be the next subject on a Dateline investigation. And nobody wants that either. But hey, never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The cat did what? Again? Who's going to clean that up? What's going to clean that up? How about the Craftsman 12-gallon wet dry vac? Only 80 bucks at Rockies with your Ace Rewards card. Cat not included. Always good deals on tools at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock. In the air. In it up when I'm going Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 813 and Aerosmith.
with Baxter Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 49. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 57. It is 40 right now in downtown Springfield. You, well, got, like, you got more uh, Valentine's Day stuff? Uh, I got a couple of different things here. Uh, yeah, that's right. Just love American style? Sure is. How about that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Thought you'd like that. Uh, well, I, I have some Valentine stuff, and then I have some stuff to make you feel really old. Which one do you want to hear first? Get the Valentine's Day stuff out, and then All make right. me feel bad later. All right. Uh, if you haven't bought anything for your significant other yet, here is the ultimate gamble. Can you get away with getting them nothing? Oh, boy. In a new Valentine's Day poll. <laughs> poll. <laughs> 26% of Americans say they are not expecting their significant other to spend anything on them this year. 35% said they expect their Valentine to spend under $50. 30% said it would be between 50 and 100 and only 9% say they're expecting it to be more than 100 mm-hmm. You're in a weird situation because you got your anniversary coming up as well as Valentine's Day. Yeah. In the same week. Right. And, uh, you know, I got some small things for Valentine's Day, but, you know, we, we also you know, had her... Uh, her ring, uh, you know, redone. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, that kind of takes care of, of, of both days. Yeah. So, and we, and we went into it saying, okay, let's, uh, you know, let's make it small, everything else. But, uh, you know, that's the big expense. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's nice and simple. Real it's, simple. It sounds like, uh, this is specifically about gifts, not a romantic dinner at a restaurant, which can easily get to about a hundred bucks, depending on where you go. hundred bucks. You can do better than that. Well, I'm saying it, it easily get to a hundred dollars oh my god you kidding me and they did bring up the economy so maybe the responses were more realistic than in an ideal world that's the other thing it's like you're expecting people to spend all kinds of money when they don't really have any right now yeah yeah that's uh that's kind of the thing like even if you cook at home (laughs) you could go broke yeah you i mean if you let's say you cooked a nice uh let's say you want a filet and lobster you could easily spend 70 80 bucks on that stuff so i would say the filet or the lobster you don't want surf and turf? I don't need surf and turf. Why not? I'd be happy with surf or turf. Oh, I would like both. Well, you're being a little bit uh Yeah. You're being a little bit greedy, don't you think? Especially about, during these hard economic times. About twenty percent of people said that buying a Valentine's Day gift is worth going into credit card debt for. No. Really? No, it's not. And men were far more likely to agree with that. Which men are we talking about? The ones that have endless amounts of money. Actually, I mean to be totally honest. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Jenny would want me to spend a, a ton of money. I think she. I think she'd be more upset if I spent too much money than if I spent nothing at all. Yeah, because you could have used that money for maybe some other purchase in your home. Yes, like uh, upgrades any, any, or any other kind of like thing. a waterfall grotto or uh, you know like a or a hot tub. Oh, ooh, oh, a hot tub. I highly recommend. Those. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, if you still need a plan for the your date tonight, uh, first off, uh, congratulations for being such a procrastinator that you're making plans today <laughs> at 8.16 in the morning. Here's some uh, last-minute dates. Ready? Yeah. A romantic walk through a park, then going out for dessert. Please. Weather's nice enough. You could actually do it in this weather. Yeah, but I don't want to go on. A, I don't want to go on a walk. Getting matching tattoos together. No, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, ironic fast food date where you both dress up fancy and bring a tablecloth and silverware into the restaurant. Oh, we had so much fun at, at Chipotle that night. 
I would. No, I would never. I would never suggest doing that. Um, buy a sushi making kit and ingredients for a sushi prep date. That's dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. Turn your place into a spa with candles and the right music, then give them an hour massage. An hour? Hour? What? 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 Come on. Uh, ten, uh, eight minutes before my hands start going other places, so uh, <laughs> you ain't getting an hour out she's, of that. Not, she's not getting home yeah. until five. I've it, been up since three. Yeah, right. Yeah. Schedules are off. They will no longer uh, care. They will no longer care you didn't take them to a fancy restaurant if you do something like that. Here's the thing that I'm going to throw out there, Steve, and you can uh, feel free to hop aboard this one or not. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, what's in it for us? What's the it? man. What is in this for us? No one's buying us expensive jewelry. No one. No one's making a romantic day for us. I don't want expensive jewelry. See, that's what I'm getting at. Every day is a romantic day, Bax. Yeah, yeah. doesn't have to be that one day. Yeah, year. yeah. It can be any day of the year you want it to be. What I'm saying is it tends to, this whole holiday tends to be a little bit the man's responsibility. And I, frankly, uh, I am much more of an equal opportunity uh, uh, husband. Yeah, than that. you want both people to get. Yeah, I think it, I think it should be equal. Um, that is actually. Let's see when that day is. Uh, Tuesday, March fourteenth. What is that? Steak and BJ Day. Oh, I gotta write that down. Yeah. That's where you get cooked a steak, and then you take a trip to BJ's for the afternoon. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think that's what that means. Well, you go to BJ's to buy the steaks. Yeah, well, yeah. You he can, can do that, too. Yeah, you can do that, too. But that doesn't count, by the way. It doesn't? That doesn't just the, the, the walking in there doesn't count as the prize. You know, I have, I have yet to see a card for that day at CBS. <laughs> well, you're more likely to pick one of those up at, like, a Texas roadhouse or a... <laughs> Longhorn. That's why they call it that. I'm pretty yeah. sure Longhorn yeah. makes yeah, more That's sense. why they call it Longhorn. But the other thing I wanted to uh, to talk about, it was these are like little history things on February 14th, like 99 years ago today. Sure. Well, 99 years ago today, the the IBM Corporation was, was formed. 99 years. 99 years. 94 years ago, in 1929, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre went down. Al Capone's hitmen, two of whom were dressed in police uniforms, walked into a Chicago garage owned by rival gang leader Bugs Moran, lined up seven of his boys against a brick wall, and gunned them down rat-a-tat-tat style. And that's why we celebrate love. It says, keep the change, you filthy animal. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, 92 years ago, the horror classic Dracula, starting uh, Bela Lugosi, was uh, released on Valentine's Day because in a twisted way, it can kind of be a love story. Yeah, no, it's, it's not much of a love story. Uh, 56 years ago, Aretha Franklin recorded uh, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. What does that spell? Respect. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh, 48 years ago, in 1975, a judge ruled. This is... <clears throat> uh, a judge ruled that the theme song to the Mickey Mouse Club could not be used as the background music to an orgy scene in the life and times of, of Xaviera, Xaviera Hollander. Oh yes, remember yeah. her, you remember her from Penthouse Magazine? No, that was a, it was the Call Me Madam uh, advice column, mm-hmm. and people would write her letters, and she'd give you uh, like advice. 
Well, as sexual advice. Why can't you? Naughty sexual advice. You should be able to use the Mickey Mouse theme song. I'll see why not. Particular thing, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, 40, oh, 47 years ago. I was e- around for that. E- evil woman peaked at number 10 on the charts. 47 years ago? Uh huh. Really? In 1977, 46 years ago, the B 52s gave their debut performance at a Valentine's Day party in Athens, Georgia. Damn. Uh huh. Holy smokes. Uh, 36 years ago in 1987, Bon Jovi hitting number one was living on a prayer. Oh my God. 35 years, and we'll play it every hour. Every hour today. 35 years ago in 1988, U.S. Olympic speed skater Dan Jensen had the worst day of his life. Do you know what this, do you remember this? I do. He, uh, he, his, uh, his sister died and then he fell. At the Olympics. Yeah, his sister died of leukemia. It rattled him enough that he tripped on the first turn, spilling across the ice. He fell in the next race, too. He didn't medal at the 92 Olympics, but then finally won gold in 1994. Still fell twice at the Olympics. Uh, 34 years ago, in 1989, Ayatollah Khomeini uh, issued a fatwa calling on uh, Muslims to kill Salman Rushdie because of his blasphemous novel, The Satanic Verses. They eventually roughed him up pretty good, though. Uh, Dude Ru- did lose an eye. Rusty was. All, they were pointing out that Rusty was also uh, on um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> Fatwa sex is the best sex there is. Uh, Thirty-one years ago, Wayne's World was released. Thirty-one yeah. years ago. Yeah. Twenty years ago, Daredevil with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner was released. I expected bigger things out of that one. Uh, 13 years ago, Doug Figer of The Knack lost his battle with cancer. He was only 57. He yep. was the uh, co-writer of the and lead singer of The Knack's 1979 debut smash hit, My Sharona. You mean the only hit that they had? They actually had another hit. What? Uh, uh, Your good, Sharona? No, Good Girls Don't. Don't remember that Don't one. remember that one? No. Mm. And uh, four years ago, in 2019, Kanye West hired Kenny G and his soothing saxophone to serenade Kim Kardashian in a room filled with single-stem roses. Uh, anyone hiring Kenny G this year? No, I don't think uh, I don't think he is. So he's still Kenny... av- so he's still available. Yeah, he's still available. <laughs> oh my God! The last time I got a chocolate stem rose. What is it? I would imagine yeah. the Urban Dictionary uh, definition of a Kenny G would be interesting to find out, too. Oh, yeah. It's lots of sex. <laughs> lots, lots of, of it. sex. It's 824 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 827, and that's it. <clears throat> uh, that's it? Yeah, that's it. Um, you know, I'm reading a story about that train derailment in Ohio. Yeah. What a nightmare this is. Aren't they always? Health and environmental concerns are mounting in East Palestine, Ohio, after several derailed train cars released toxic fumes last week. Uh, the Norfolk Southern train last week went off uh, track in Ohio, causing days-long fire in the area. Ten of the 50 rail de- derailed de- cars contained hazardous chemicals, including butyl acrylate and vinyl chloride, which were among combustible liquids that authorities feared could set off a major explosion. Residents of East Palestine were later asked to evacuate out of caution, out of precaution on Monday, uh, February 6th, crews conducted what officials called a controlled release of the hazardous chemicals, which caused a large plume of black smoke. The problem is, like, these chemicals are all over the neighborhoods and the homes and all yeah. that stuff because it it just sticks around. It's stagnant. It doesn't go anywhere. 
So I'm sure there's a way to map out how far this stuff spreads, right? Yeah, and it's it's going to be causing uh, problems for years to come. Oh my God, what a nightmare! And one of the envir- one of the things that I read yesterday was basically, you know, it big business wins every time. The railroad needs to get the track open, right? So that's why they want to, you know, instead of like taking their time and figuring out a way to get this thing, the easiest way is to just let it burn and blow up so they can rebuild the track so the more trains can get through because you're stopping commerce. <laughs> it's kind of messed up the way it, the way it runs. Yeah, but and the and the one of these guys said, you know, we basically smoked out an entire town so their train could get through. Yeah, I mean that's there's there's really no other way to think about that. I mean your if your house has been contaminated by all of these chemicals, yeah, that's the last thing on anyone's mind. Uh, indoor- you want you want to continue you want to continue commerce through the rails. Uh, indoor. This is from uh, Karen Daniel Miller, a professor at the Ohio State University who studies indoor air quality. She ad- she adds that indoor air spaces can be an important point of exposure, which is why she urges residents to take part in the EPA's at-home air screening. Like, wipe down your counters and your wash your bed sheets and your... Like, your, you have to do everything. You have yeah. to basically clean your entire house. You know what really sucks? What? It's like, you can't sell a house that's been contaminated <laughs> Right. Like so if you had plans, if you were uh, yeah, you you're, know, selling your house and you're... You're out of the, luck. Yeah. Damn. And you say, well, insurance will take care of it. No, they won't. No, they, they, like, let's see. Oh, they might. Let, they but, might, but you'll have to fight, you know, to the to the death in order yeah. to get a, a a single check. Oh. Well, hey, good for big business though. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. 833. With Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Taxland, Boston Road in Springfield or Cottage Street in East Hampton. Or taxlandonline.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bank. South Hadley police are investigating a suspected illegal marijuana grow at a house on Abbey Street. Uh, South Hadley uh, Police Chief Jennifer Gunderson. What a marijuana grow? You mean a marijuana grow operation? That's what I would think. Well, I mean, a marijuana grow could be one plant. A marijuana grow operation would be yeah. many plants, but they're not going to uh, yeah. not going to nail somebody on one plant. Anyway, they executed the search warrant at a house around six a.m. yesterday. Abbey Street was closed to traffic while uh, officers investigated. Gunderson said that was necessary to ensure that law enforcement and other pe- public safety personnel can render the property safe and conduct a search. The chief uh, added that there is no ongoing threat to the community, and it is expected that uh, well, this this is this what I'm talking about. This is yesterday, and they're saying it's expected that Abbey Street will reopen to traffic later in the day. <laughs> well, what what, what are the details <laughs> on the on the bust? Yeah, who was arrested? What did the news crew see? Oh my God! We saw a guy <laughs> with long hair and a joint in his hand. He was smoking it. He was blowing it right in a cop's face. He's like, "Go ahead, copper, bust me." <laughs> Well, you know, Steve, I mean, how much information do you expect these reporters to really get? I would All like, of it? I would like at least uh, a little bit of information. Are you really going to be satisfied with that? That happened yesterday at 6 a.m. <laughs> it's now well, 8.30 a.m. Okay, on but, the next day. But and, other stories have popped up. Like? Well, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's that... Uh, 
There's that uh, that one where uh, looking for redevelopment of three downtown properties. So they got to cover that one. I guess so. It just seems a little silly that they're doing this. Well, I mean, there's, what are you going to do? Oh, and here's here's what they do. So with all the, the information that they don't have, they have all the information on studies find dark chocolate may have health benefits. Steve, if they didn't mention that, you might not even know. Eating plain dark chocolate might have health benefits for your heart. Oh, just in time for Valentine's Day. Okay. Studies show that sweet delight can control cholesterol, lower blood pressure, and reduce the risk of blood clots. Now, most people don't even read the article, and they'll go, oh, wow, chocolate. I can eat chocolate. It says it's good for me. Yeah, right. But they don't focus on the part where it's like pure dark chocolate, which is very uneventful. It's See, not I, exciting I like, enough. I like the dark chocolate. I prefer the dark chocolate. I like dark chocolate, too, but I also like a dark chocolate, uh, let's say, truffle, perhaps, or something uh, oh, filled, yeah. filled with some nougat. Sure. Or some caramel. Right. Hey, let me ask you this. Yeah. You've gone to the dispensaries, right? I have. To buy the devil's lettuce? Yes. Do they have, you know, I'm just thinking it's uh, Valentine's Day. Do they have anything at the dispensaries that would be similar to, say, a Whitman sampler of marijuana-infused chocolates? Not that I know of. Not that I've seen. I don't really? think they have the Russell Stover because uh, that would make set. a that would make a wonderful Valentine's Day gift. Yeah, but you got to remember with the edibles, it's like unless you consume so many of them that you need a lot of them, yeah. you really only need one, depending on how many uh, milligrams are in it. Understood, yeah. understood. But on a, a, an important day of love, consumed with uh, with romance or what have you. Don't you think that a marijuana THC infused sativa chocolate wouldn't make uh, wouldn't make for a wonderful Valentine's Day gift? It would make for a wonderful Valentine's Day gift. I mean, it'd be a great way of saying I love you. Now let's get high, or let's 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 sleep very deeply tonight. I was gonna tell you I love you, but then, then I, I got high. I was gonna tell you I was true, but then I got high. I was gonna go out to dinner. But I don't know why. Wow, man. Cause I got high. I got high. I got high. A federal appeals court on Monday said it would reconsider a lawsuit that questioned Connecticut's policy allowing transgender athletes to compete there. The second U.S. Circuit uh, of Appeals announced Monday that a majority of the judges agreed to rehear the case, which was first brought to the panel of three judges last September. By the conservative legal group, uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom, which alleges that the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference policy of allowing transgender girls to compete in sports is discriminatory. The initial lawsuit said that the policy regularly displaced cisgender girls in these uh, kinds of sporting events. The Alliance Defending Freedom had represented four cisgender high school athletes who alleged that they missed opportunities because of this policy in a 2020 complaint. Uh, every woman deserves the respect and dignity that comes with having an equal opportunity to excel and win in athletics. And ADF remains committed to protecting the future of women's sports. That's a tough one, boy. That is a tough one. Well, I don't understand why you couldn't just make another category. I would think that would make the most amount of sense and the one that would cause the least amount of, uh, of confrontation. But, you know, I mean... That doesn't seem to be good enough for a lot of people. 
and the trans community. I don't understand why. Because, you know, there obviously is a difference. There is a difference in athletic uh, records and things set by male and female. Right. And when you wasn't that swim didn't that swimmer like blow everybody away? But with the with the with the yeah. records, yeah, right. So why couldn't you have your own category? I, I you know it's, you know, it's such a complicated thing, and I'm really I, I'm not comfortable offering a, a, a real good opinion because I just can't. I really don't know the answer to this, and, and it's not being disrespectful. It's no, actually I, a legitimate question. It's like. You know, you can do whatever you want to do. Like, yeah, you can, you can yeah. be whoever you want to be. Abs- absolutely. But once, once you get to a certain level where uh, the inclusion of of one gender or another, you know, is at the expense of another gender, then that I then I, you know that's hard to really grasp. And I don't, I don't know the answer to it because I don't think anyone really knows the answer to it. In some ways, you say, well, you know, open it up to a third category. That would seem to make the most amount of sense. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of people that don't feel like that should be done. And so no matter how you do it, you're excluding and, uh, you know, making it difficult for someone who, you know, wants to compete but can't compete at certain levels simply because of biology. I don't know. It's a little too complicated. It's so complicated. A uh, twenty-one year, or I'm sorry, a twenty-year-old woman in Indiana named Zephanie Pennywell, really, I guess, was arrested last week after she got into an argument with uh, a twenty-six-year-old man. It's unclear what the fight was over or how they know each other. Police say Zephanie chased him, grabbed him by the shirt, then grabbed his parts in a violent manner. Well, what kind of uh, which parts? Uh, the bits, the bit and the pieces. Mm, yeah. The uh, police report says she would not let go and began to pull. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> they even have video of this happening, which was handed over by a roommate. She mm-hmm. later admitted that uh, she grabbed him, quote, in an attempt to hurt him. Yeah, that's usually when they throw you in the back of a police car when you say that. Uh, she said the guy was antagonizing her, and she warned him that if he didn't stop annoying her, He'd get D-worded. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Stephanie was charged with battery. There's no uh, update on the man's conditions, but it doesn't sound like he was seriously hurt. Call that the five on two. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, uh, listen, uh, hands off. Hands off my bits and pieces. You're not supposed to hit anybody below the belt. You're not. And, you know, that's a violation as far as I'm concerned. You know, though, when is a fight really fair anyway? Well, you know, uh, I've been watching a lot of those uh, Reddits, uh, subreddits lately. Yeah. Uh, like street fights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. I'm not really a violent it's a person. Life, it's a life suck is what it is. It uh, sucks you right in. And yeah. You can't stop watching them. I mean, you get you see one and then you kind of like, you know, go down that rabbit hole and you see yeah. all these like, uh, you know, sucker punches and stuff like that. And it's uh, it's entertaining. I mean, it is entertaining. I will say, but uh, yeah, none of those none of those types of fights are fair. No, no. Grab somebody by the short. Listen, you, you curlies. Hand, this you, listen. This is uh, invitation only, and it's a very small guest list. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Very, very small. small guest list. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 49. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 57. It's 40 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. It's Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 850 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 49. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 57. It is 40 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, tomorrow on the show, uh, Keith Coogan. That's right. Will be joining us. Keith Coogan. Now, what was he in again? He was in uh, the greatest movie of all time, uh, Adventures in Babysitting with Elizabeth Shue. Right. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, he was also in uh, the second greatest movie of all time, uh, Adventures in Babysitting with Christina Applegate. Yes. And he was also in the uh, third greatest movie of all time, uh, Toy Snolger, T- Toy Soldiers. Toy Soldiers. Toy Snolders sounds pretty good, too. Well, no, he played, uh, what was the name? He played... Uh, Soldier number three. No, he played uh, Snuffy. Snuffy. Snuffy was his name in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Did yeah. you realize that he is the grandson of uh, Jackie Coogan? Shut the, the original door. Uncle Fester from the Adams Family? Really? Yeah, he's got a long-standing history of, uh, of uh, family actors. I believe his dad was an actor. And uh, anyway, uh, Keith Coogan on March 25th is coming to the Agawam Cinemas. And uh, you can uh, meet him and greet him. Uh, Go to Agawam Cinemas, Keith Coogan dot tickets, ticketleap dot com to find out all you need to know about uh, hanging with Keith Coogan at the Agawam Cinemas. How often do you see you go to like the movies, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, like a famous actor happens to be there. Never. Never. I've never had that happen. Never in a million years. Unless you went to a movie showing, like, you know, a premiere, but I've never been to one of those either. Haven't been to a premiere movie in I don't even know how long. Yeah. Yeah. Years and years. And you know what? Uh, Good on Keith Coogan for coming all the way out to Angawan. That's a very exciting thing. We happen to have uh, tickets to uh, to give away. You want to give those away now and let just people uh, sit around and do uh, nothing for a bit? Well, I mean, do you want? Well, yeah, we might as well. You're, you're going to be waiting on hold for a few minutes. Oh, Or you're yes. going to be waiting, trying to get through uh, for at least a few minutes. Oh, you yeah. you want to try now? You can, I guess. I don't know. I mean I, I mean, I know it's, you know, a little, I mean, it's a little early. we got, you know, some time to kill. But, I mean, yeah, listen, uh, Keith Coogan coming to the Agawam Cinemas. Yeah. Yeah. Never seen anybody famous at the movies. I wish Elizabeth Shue was coming with them. Ooh, I like or that. Or Christina Applegate. Yeah, Christina would be actually yeah. very interesting to talk to. A lot yeah. going on in that woman's life. You know, it's funny. This is now the second actor we're going to be talking to that has a tie with Christina Applegate. Remember the first David one Faustino. Faustino. Yeah. Uh, so now it's going to be Keith Coogan. All right. Okay, we'll get to the bottom of that. I am looking forward to this major, major interview. Yes, that's uh, tomorrow after uh, 8 o'clock-ish or so, I think. You know, anyway, uh, 10th caller right now at 293-1021 can win uh, tickets to meet and greet oh, Keith Coogan. Phones are lighting up. Of but course I just wanted to share this uh, little thing. I, I was, I was t- uh, talking about this the other day about how, like, me growing up watching all these movies. Yeah. And now I'm, like, finally talking to the people that were in those movies. I think that's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. You know what I mean? But then you realize that, what? you know, these people that you've idolized your entire life. Yeah. They're just people. Well, yes, they are. But it's like, how many times have you wanted to say, wow, that guy would be cool to hang out with? 
you know, yeah, a, yeah. like a, you know, maybe. I don't know. We're going to find out what kind of person Keith Coogan is because he calls tomorrow. <laughs> he could be a real jerk for all I know. He might be. Sounds like he's a really nice guy. Seems that way. Yeah. I, I don't know. But it, but it's a phone call, so you don't really know you know where he's at or anything like that. I've done a couple of Zoom interviews, yeah. like on the podcast and stuff. Yeah. With like uh, with like certain musicians that you thought would be like all rich and famous and stuff. Yeah. And they're living in these modest little homes, like like. Dude, shouldn't you be like in a sprawling mansion with all the money you made in your life? No. I guess not. They're not. No, they're not at all. When I say they're like normal human beings, some of them actually are, which is weird. That is crazy. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's bananas. You never thought that would happen where you see like a, a rock star be living like in a like a two-floor walk-up. Oh, it's it's, it's a, sitting in front of a radiator on Zoom in a tiny house <laughs> with with feral yeah. cats no, walking all over the a place. A makeshift tiny house <laughs> that you made from uh, like an old photo. Yeah. Uh, oh well, they're getting rid of the uh, photo mat booth down at the old uh, yeah. wall bombs parking lot. So I said, well, why not turn this into a a, t- a two bedroom villa. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm warming my heat on, on you know from a sterno can, yeah. but I'm doing all right. All right, so anyway, now you could probably uh, yeah. pick up the phone. Caller, caller 10 293 You get tickets to see the movie, and you get to meet Keith Coogan. It's just about 8.56 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.